Hey everybody, welcome to The Critical Review. I'm Bill, I'm here with Matt today, and today we're going to be talking about the new movie that's going to be coming out in 2021, The Batman, followed up by mainstream actors getting more involved with video games. So stay tuned for that conversation. Hey Matt, how you doing? Oh, I am just peachy. How are you? Are you ready for yet another Batman? <laughs> I am always ready for Batman. It seems like we don't have enough to talk about. So, so I did a little bit of a uh, little bit of groundwork on uh, on the movie. So, I mean, let's start from like square one. The Batman was originally set to um, have Ben Affleck as the director and star of it. Uh, there was a lot of talk about it, it was possibly going to be based around uh, Under the Red Hood, which was Tim Drake's death by the Joker's hand, and he would um, take up the mantle of the Red Hood. That was scrapped. Affleck's out. Um, they obviously cast somebody else <laughs> <laughs> to play Batman, which, admittedly, I'm I'm a little less, I'm a little less upset about. But uh, it's a completely new new. Um, completely new direction director story everything so everything's been uh everything's pretty much been hit the reset button on it if you will so what do you think about the casting we'll just start there with the new batman i know that we've covered this before but just uh just a briefly yeah um i think with casting um once again i this is gonna be beating a dead horse with me i'm more worried about how the character is going to be written um i i don't know how i felt I thought Ben Affleck was was a good Batman. I mean, he looked the part, uh, but the character was written kind of weird. It was kind of weird to be seeing uh, Batman shooting people in the face with a shotgun and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm completely open to somebody new coming in. So, so Robert Pattinson, I was a little bit worried about him because of the Twilight right. Saga until I started like looking into it, and then I realized that he hated the Twilight yes. Saga. In like. <laughs> And even one part, he was in an interview, and there's like you could see the um, the Twilight poster in the background. So clearly, this was right around the release date of the movie. And he's like, "This movie doesn't make any sense." And they're, they're like looking at him and like kind of like questioning him a little bit. And he's like, "If they're hundreds of year old, hundred of years old, why are they still in high school?" It's just like you just. And I'm like, boy, that's a that's a good point, Robert Pattinson. That is a really good point. Yeah, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, but um, I thought I read somewhere that uh, he openly said that he despised the book, like he couldn't even finish the first book or something like that. So, um, they uh they have a new director, mm-hmm. um, and his vision for it is going to be that of like a noir kind of mystery from what i've read and the research i've done it's going to be more of like a noir novel in movie form of batman so you're probably going to get um more of a mystery type of feel like because everybody said you know batman was the world's greatest detective yeah yeah and um yeah the noir setting is i mean i think that goes hand in hand especially with you know just the dark you know overcast looking gotham city so i i'm totally on board for that I mean, we've we've had the Batman, the big brawny brawler for for a couple of years uh-huh. with Affleck, and I mean, that's cool. I mean, he had a very intimidating stature and everything, but it's not gonna it's gonna actually feel pretty good to have a little bit of um a change of of scenery with with uh, Gotham City and with the Batman character. Yeah, itself. absolutely. And uh, 
I think uh, we were discussing before too that I uh, I I have a little bit of sympathy for Robert Pattinson too because um, it really sucks that he has the Twilight stigma following him. Uh, you know, people are thinking, "Oh man, Twilight stars can be playing Batman. What what the hell?" But uh, you know, you have to remember too that Batman is about a guy dressing up in a bat suit fighting crime in the middle of the night. You know. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess that there's kind of a, a part where you got to kind of sit there and think about what you're doing in the first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, and you have to remember, you know, there's it doesn't matter who's behind the mask. He's he's going to be playing Batman. It's 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 a formidable person. So you know, I'm I I'm going to give him a shot. So I'm I'm not worried about him playing Batman whatsoever. So we have Matt Reeves directing this film. Um, Matt Reeves is that like I told you what he what his envisionment is for the Dark Knight. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure as far as Robert Pattinson, like how big he's going to be able to get by them. But then again, like I said, some people were like, "Are you more into the ninja-like thinner Batman or the big?" I mean, if you're going to have a noir film, I don't think that his stature is going to have to be um, quite as intimidating as Affleck. Yes, we. um, I Um, think where they can pick up the slack. Um, especially is with the suit design. Uh, we've seen the suit design, you know, have really good ones and uh, really bad ones, you know, a la Batman and Robin with uh, the famous nipple suits. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will say, yeah, I yes, I will say this about Robert Pattinson. Um, we have to remember that he's not only playing Batman, he's also playing Bruce Wayne. Uh, and I totally think that, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say it. He's very good looking. Uh, I think he's going to pull off that rich boy charm going on. You know what? I never thought of it that way. He does make pretty much the perfect. Right. Right. And in that is a, you, you just you just completely like blew my mind just now. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think well, I I don't think you're alone. And I was even quick to forget that. Yeah, you're not you're not only playing Batman; you're signing up to play Bruce Wayne as well. So you really have to play both sides and uh, play it well. So, do you think that you would have preferred the? Because I mean, I was really excited for Under the Red Hood uh, live action adaptation. Yes, the the animation yeah, was great. So, yeah, I know. So we're, do you think that you are going to – would you have preferred that or would you have preferred, uh, preferred more of like a noir-style um, mystery? Because Matt Reeves even said like there was three comic books that he, he had called back to. Year one was mm-hmm. one of them. Um, he says he is not going to tell an origin story. However, <laughs> and I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. No origin story so we don't have to watch Martha and uh, Thomas Wayne get killed for the 75th time. <laughs> uh, we can we can just enjoy Batman being Batman, and he said so. What he was going for was it's not Batman in his early young stages of becoming Batman, and it's not an old grizzled um, Batman with a lot of experience. It's this is set to be a thirty year old Batman, pretty much amidst his career, um, and he's be, just being Batman. So um, the intriguing thing about that is Pattinson is young enough. Reeves can do a trilogy out of this if it does. Yeah, I and And, I would hope he would. You know. Yeah, and I, I think that it would translate over well into um, other movies if if the opportunity presents itself. Now, supposedly, this is supposed to do very little with the DCEU. This is kind of supposed to be like 
like a Nolan, like it's its own thing. And, and I mean? I'm actually happy to hear that. And uh, I think especially with Batman that uh, you have a lot of freedom there too. Uh, what's interesting about Batman too, is we, we were talking in a previous podcast about X-Men having such a, such a wide variety of characters. Uh, Batman, you know, it's not, it's not on Batman's side that uh, we're seeing that wide variety. It's on the villain side, you know? So um, I'm really excited just to see who they're going to have as the main villain and uh, just everything else. I, I think that, you know, and I, I dare to say this, that I don't think that, I don't think that the success of Batman throughout time has been solely based upon his character, the success, mm-hmm. but his villains. Cause I'm going to be honest. I think Batman has, the best villains of any superhero that I'm aware of. Cause there's some really great superheroes with some really not so great. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, like Daredevil, Daredevil has some really kooky, like, like weird, weird, like um, nemesis, like bullseyes. It's just like weird. Not saying Daredevil's not good because they were able to pull it off in the, um, in the Netflix mm-hmm. original, but I mean, Batman just has way more interesting villains to it than other superheroes. Yeah, it w- not only just, like, interesting in concept, but, like, just personality, man. Uh, look at the Riddler. Look at Joker. They're, they're crazy. It's, it's great. So there's a lot of uh, different places for it to go. And the nice thing with Batman is that you can literally tailor – your bad guy to what kind of movie you want to write. Do you want a psychological thriller? You have that. You have the Riddler. You have the Joker. Do you want an action-packed brawl fest? You have um, Deathstroke. You have uh, Killer Croc. You have all these big characters where you can have, like, these crazy fight scenes. So, really, it's kind of like a pick-your-poison thing where he can go really any direction that he wants. And I wouldn't mind seeing a a good adaptation of the Riddler in this uh, upcoming movie because there's a lot of potential there because he's almost as crazy as the Joker. He's just very, like, well thought out and, like... Yes, methodical in his crime. (laughs) Methodical is definitely the word that I would use. Um, So that's kind of exciting, too. So, I mean, the facts that we know are, are, like, few and far between, but from what I know now... I feel optimistic. Well, uh, Bill, this is interesting, too, that uh, I actually just brought up and I didn't even notice. Um, So according to MovieWeb.com, there's a rumor that this is a character we didn't even think about yet. Um, They want Chloe Grace Moretz to play Catwoman in this new movie. That would be that would be different. Yeah, she's a competent actress. um, And uh, she's she's in a couple films I really liked. Uh, That would be really cool. And I think I think uh, she would match up well with Rob Pattinson. Who who um, who played it? Uh, Man, I can't remember in in the original Batman. Who was the original? Oh, um, oh, my God. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Now, this is the thing with Catwoman is you have some really great, really bad and really okay Catwoman like Really great. Michelle oh, hands Pfeiffer. down. Yeah. <laughs> the, the best Catwoman. She, I mean, she seemed like she was out oh, of her mind. Oh, and, like, she... and, uh, and she, I mean, she, she, but I, first off, I loved her outfit, uh, in that one. I just thought it was creepy. It was cool with all the stitches that very Tim Burton, of course, but it was, it was really cool, really original. Um, and, uh, of course, Michelle Pfeiffer, she's known for her sex appeal. So, you know, it was just, it was cool to watch her on Michelle Pfeiffer. Hot <laughs> so movies. you're gonna say it <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna come right out and say it. no yes and and uh yeah she she 
killed that killed that role for sure. She was one of the highlights of the role. She was she was like one of the best parts of, of that. Movie. And her origin so story was that. one that I didn't mind. It was pretty brutal in that movie. It, it was yeah. It really it really wasn't bad at all. It was actually like, probably like the best telling of a Catwoman or, origin story that I can yeah it was on screen then, for sure. And then you have like the the really bad, which is like Halle Berry. And I don't really <laughs> I totally like forgot Halle about Berry. that movie, man. <laughs> oh man, it was horrible. It, I mean, I don't really think that it was Halle Berry's. No, fault. that that movie was a mess all writing. Over. Was, yes, that might be the worst DC movie ever made. Yeah, probably. I mean, uh, I'm, that's there's just no parts of that. that I can honestly good, say so. I don't think I ever finished that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so and then um, uh, who's uh, who's Nolan's Catwoman? Um, I, I'm just having a a loss of thought here. Oh, um, uh, Anne um, Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway was a very okay Catwoman. People were very, oh, no, she's going to be terrible as Catwoman. She wasn't nah. bad. She, she was. Right, no, and, and you know what? Um, And, and uh, Nolan's third movie, in my opinion, was the weakest. Um, I just feel like. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't. Yeah, coming off of The Dark problem. Knight. Um, I know The Dark Knight is the popular choice. Everybody says that's their favorite, but there's a reason for that. Let's be honest. I mean, that movie was just incredible because the characters were perfect. Um, the pacing was amazing. The editing in that movie is unreal. Um, so my problems with the third movie wasn't with any of the actors or actresses. Was, it was more with the movie itself. I just, um, I just wasn't, wasn't as into it as I was with the Dark Knight. And um, I loved. If we're going to talk about outfits too and sex appeal, she had great sex appeal. Uh, I loved her outfit. I loved the night vision goggles that uh, resembling cat ears. Um, totally yeah, cool. That was <laughs> really nice touch yeah, on their part. Yeah, and and she and Anne Hathaway is a, is a good actress. You know, I, I'm never going to knock her or not watch something because she's in it. So um, I think she's very competent. Um, I would like to see somebody younger try the role because it seems like you know there was uh, both both times it was women in their thirties um, or excuse me all three times with with Halle Berry if we're including that one so I think it would be cool to see uh, uh, Chloe Moretz get in there. Yeah, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a bad pick. So so if we're transitioning we're transitioning from the Batman now to speaking of actors. Okay. Um, You'll see in a lot of video games these days. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna open this can of worms now, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So this is this is a subject I wanted to briefly cover. Okay. Anyway, is video games these days are becoming? Video games now are not what they were back in the nineties. Video games are very mainstream, high budget. Uh, it appeals to like the internet. Obviously, there's exposure to the entire world, so therefore they're just better. They're more well funded. Mm-hmm. So within that, you're seeing mainstream actors taking up taking up roles in video games like you have keanu reeves in what cyberpunk yeah cyberpunk not- looks excellent you have um norman reedus in Death oh my Stranding. yes yeah you have um you have uh Kiefer sutherland that did the voice acting for mgs oh and i remember the controversy around him jumping on as well yeah there was a huge yeah. amount of controversy and then you have even like, even like the lesser known like uh, Ellie from The Last of Us being ripped off from uh, Ellen Page's look, like they definitely copied Ellen well, Page to, yeah, for her to be. Yeah, so you know what? Um, I this might just be a rumor, so nobody cite me on this whatsoever. But I thought 
I thought I heard a rumor that they were trying to get Ellen Page originally. And for some reason, whether it was contract or something else, they couldn't do it. So, you know, they did the next best thing. And uh, I'm sorry, those, um, uh, her and the guy that played Joel were absolutely fantastic. That was um, a pretty much pretty much an amazing story game. One of say. the most moving I've, I've played, played in a long time. So everybody I've talked to said yeah. they love that. Yeah, um, uh, and, you know, that's going back to that you were saying that video games uh, aren't just kind of a gimmick anymore. Um, it's definitely a big deal. I think it's one of the most important mediums now, uh, especially because video game fans, I mean, we, we take that crap seriously. Uh, we don't like lackluster. We've had... Um, and if we're going to talk about uh, video games based on movies, that doesn't have a good track record and vice versa, video games turning into movies. Uh, so, you know, um, I think, I think it's a good thing bringing in some star power, um, especially if it's a competent game, if it's, if it's a good game, uh, you know, and doing a little fan service with, with somebody like Keanu Reeves, he's like America's sweetheart right now. I don't see that as a bad thing whatsoever. So here's a, here's a little fact, and I'm just going to call back on the MGS5 because Kiefer Sutherland yes. was in it. You like people have to understand that video games now cost as much as full length feature films. Sometimes even more, man. It, and it's not just for the production; it's marketing too. If you look up Call of Duty, uh, <laughs> here's Call of Duty again, Bill. <laughs> we said we wouldn't mention it too much. No, um, look up Call of Duty's uh, marketing budget, let alone on top of the production budget. Uh, it's unreal. So we said, what did we say? Joker was at fifty million. Yeah, fifty-five. Like I think it was capped at. And I said, I I believe that it's going to be much much higher at the end of the day. Um, but still, that's going to come out a lot lower than a lot of big budget movies. So even at that, you have you have you have a film like that that we're at fifty-five. Let's say it goes up to eighty-nine mm-hmm. or hundred. Uh, MGS five cost eighty million dollars. <laughs> eighty million dollars to make yeah okay and they said according to this they said gaming in general uh on this on this this year 2019 will be have a net worth of 91.5 oh my yeah so yeah so people well you know we have they kind of like some people snicker at gaming Mm -hmm. awards and stuff but like nobody snickers at the academy awards or the oscars Mm -hmm. or whatever the industry is the same, only it's it's not live. Action. Right. Well, not to mention, too, um, the difference between, I would say, you know, movies and video games is especially nowadays uh, with the Internet is the audience for video games. Ha- they're we're almost like the producers. Um, sometimes that's very well the case with indie developers, uh, you know, asking for crowdfunding and such like that. Um, but whenever a game is not good or it's coming out not up to standard, gamers will let you know ASAP. The only thing that I think that is really interesting and dynamic about the the gaming industry as as a um, financially mm-hmm. so these game developers envision a game and they don't have the full budget to make the entire game. They have the option to release an alpha on it. Right. Beta for a reduced price. Like I bought a game called the long dark and it's basically a, yes, I I am aware of it. I've never played. It's, it's a really, really good, good game. So if you're into survival stuff, you'd probably like it. So I bought it for, it was 20 bucks. I had, 
It was a sandbox. It was just uh -huh. an alpha. Now, I played it, and about two years later, the story mode came out, and I got the rest of the game for free because I supported right, the alpha. Right, right. And, it, and it's – You either have the money or you mm -hmm. don't. And production, there's usually there's usually a, a time limit um, that's a lot more strict than that with a, with a video game. And so they kind of got a little bit of breathing room there, which uh, I find interesting. But that also gives us a shot to have um, games made that wouldn't ordinarily be able to be made under other circumstances, which movies – think about how many movies are like that that just never – Yeah, or they stay – and you know what? That's a that's a very good point you just brought up, Bill, um, because going back to – you know, if we're talking about um, the financial thing um, with movies, man, if there's something wrong halfway between a movie, it's very hard. Uh, we were talking on a previous episode about reshoots, you know – very rarely does that turn out well when there's something wrong with a video game or if you have people testing a demo an alpha or beta i think it's a little bit easier to get those designers in and know exactly where the problem is you know it's a program problem where um and with movies it's a human problem and uh yeah it's it's just it's just a lot it's different work in in different mediums uh but it, it's really fascinating to see no doubt. Like, I mean, just just picture if a, if a main actor dies. Right. Through. Yeah. And it's it, it could it could ruin the whole movie. It could stay in limbo. Think the whole battle. Yeah. Man. But a, vo <laughs> a voice dude. actor dies in the middle of the production of a video game. You can kind of. You can. Yep. Yeah. You can. Re you could pretty much recast and you, you haven't lost. Anything right. That, right. So. But, but my, the point I'm making is that like video games aren't just one they're not just for kids because kids that grew up in that video game era are now adults mm -hmm. there's people who literally do this for a living like play video games for a living which is like it's crazy <laughs> to me like good for them. right like that's what they do mm -hmm. you know what i mean so, yeah and and uh, i think it's just such a shift compared to you know even 10 years ago i don't think people you know just the general public took gaming as seriously as as we do now i think that it's only going to become more and more popular as technology advances because the more advancements that you have the better the stuff looks i mean i mean my god let's be honest like a lot of these things are just movies that you play like all of the telltale games and i mean i know that they're not super advanced in graphics but we would have never been able to do that 10 years ago with what they do now or, or or 15 years ago so if we're doing that just in the short amount of time and if you do take a look at games that have excellent graphics just look how far we've come and think about how far we're going to go. So it, it's no surprise to me that these mainstream actors are getting a cut of the action. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just like a natural evolution of things, you know. Um, uh, you know, if you open up a car dealership and uh, it starts getting popular and you start making more money, you're going to see more commercials. You know, you're going to have somebody come on. You're going to be on the radio. It's the same thing with video games. You know, we're going to get some star power behind it. Um, but not to mention, I, I welcome the talent. I, uh, I would rather... I would rather have, um, you know, a star that's really into into the project playing it than somebody that's just there for a paycheck. Yeah, because I'll be honest, like way back when, I don't think I can even name an actor that was ever even never even voice acted in a video game before um, until recently. You know, like back it was whenever. very rare. Yeah, it was very rare. And uh, and uh, I'm I'm sure that there's some cases where they, you know, were uncredited as well. The only time that that actually would happen would be in video games that were based on movies mm -hmm. like the Matrix 
games or, you know, a James Bond game or something mm. like that or the Punisher game. Now, which, I mean, that makes sense, though. It's not like uh, an original imagining of a story and then they're playing a, They're playing a character that they didn't play mm-hmm. in the movie. No, so yeah, tr- true. Um, and, and one that comes to mind, um, uh, especially before, is uh, the GoldenEye remake with Daniel Craig, which um, you know people were skeptical about. Well, you're gonna put the new Batman in a Pierce Brosnan-based video game, and uh, he killed it. And I think they killed it with that production. And um, he made it the game twenty times better because now uh, Daniel Craig arguably is uh, one of the best James Bonds we've ever had. You said they're going to put the new Batman and the new James Bond. What's that? You said you said they're going to put the new Batman and the new James Bond film. Oh, I I don't think I. I <laughs> yes, yes I like where you're going with it. Please continue. <laughs> just right when they think they got Bond, battering just start flying. <laughs> I like I like what you're talking about. You need you know what? Write this no, down. we're deleting the podcast just because I don't want anybody else to know about it. <laughs> This is going back to our, our crazy uh, Frankenstein of DC and Marvel coming together. DC Wolverine with a yeah, bad but Bond, tw- Bond 26. Uh, that's, 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 it. It. that's it, man. Yeah, I'm, you know, send, an, send some emails yeah. out. Send some emails. <laughs> so so that, that's, that's one thing that I, I wanted to cover because I just, I've been seeing more and more of it. And I'm like, now Keanu Reeves is jumping. I mean, cause let's be honest, it's pretty cool for an actor to be like, yeah, I'm in a video game. Like, look, we're going to play. Yeah. Me. Yeah. You know, that's kind of a cool thing. So um, I think that you're going to see more of that as time goes on. And uh, like you said, I think I welcome it, but um, shifting gears. Uh, since we got a little bit more time on here, I did want to cover something. And I think this is the time let's to do, do it. it. Is <laughs> I didn't even plan on covering this, so this is coming right off the cuff. But the new Terminator movie. Oh man, man. Uh, okay, you you might have to shut off your mic because I could go on about Terminator for hours. <laughs> so, so so just just to, just to recap on that franchise as a whole, like first two movies are probably the best. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna say the best. best. Yo, they are the best, but I'm saying they're probably, arguably, some of the best movies to come out of the '80s and the oh, '90s. Oh, absolutely! And in, in terms of action movies, hands down. And uh, they, and with uh, with practical effects too, a lot of times. Um, I why they were so good yeah. though, because of yeah, effects. yeah. But it still looks pretty damn good today, you know. Uh, I would prefer. A, a movie that has less crazy stuff going on and it has practical effects than something that has like over the top stuff happening that has CGI. Cause even though CGI has come a long way in 10 years, we're going to look back at the CGI today and we're going to be like, wow, does that look terrible? Like, like you look back at the matrix whenever they had, they were jumping from car mm-hmm. to car. Whenever that movie came out, you're probably like your mind was probably blown. You're probably like, "Whoa, that looks crazy!" Now you look at it, you're like, "Man, does that?" Look <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, and that's and you know that that's a good point too. Is uh, um, obviously video games have the advantage there as technology progresses, they get better. And movies, you can't always say that's the case. Uh, exactly. So, for what I know about this Terminator movie. Um, I gathered a little bit of information on it. It's it's the director from Terminator Two. Um, he, he or he's he's I'm sorry, he's correct? Producing yeah, it. He's not yeah. The, he's, okay, so he's producing it. This is Schwarzenegger's last. Supposedly, he said this what three times now. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, uh, I, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly, his last movie. What is he, a T-1000 or a T-800? He is a, is a, a T-800 Model 101. Well, I corrected. <laughs> T-800. And in this, supposedly, um, what happened was um, Sarah Connor is obviously in this movie. The actual Sarah Yeah, Linda Connor. Hamilton's back. Yeah, I know. And they're disregarding everything that happened after 2, which is like kind of like what they did with the Halloween mm-hmm. movie. Whenever they did the Halloween movie, it was it was like a mid saga reboot, and and it worked yeah. though. Like the new Halloween movie was good, so like, and, and you know what? That's perfect. I'm glad I brought that up because let's be honest, a lot of them Halloween movies were terrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? A lot of those Halloween movies were bad, and they said like the first one or two mm-hmm. were good. So they brought back, they brought back the original actress, and they pretty much just said, okay, remember all that crap? That's all crap. That's just that. That happened. Another universe. It just it absolutely. Exist. And I think if if you know, I I am a hardcore Terminator fan, and I think if this movie wants to have a chance, uh, they need to act like Terminator One and Two happened yesterday, and just pick up. Uh, you know, don't 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 try to put in a more you know bullcrap filler timelines or anything like that. Um, another name that I'm excited on there too is uh, she's going to have a lead role is uh, Mackenzie Davis, uh, and she was in um, the new Blade Runner. I don't know if you've seen that film, but uh, she played an android in that, so I think she she already has uh, a little bit of robot acting in her resume. Uh, <laughs> so I um, but not only that, uh, the uh, TV show that. Uh, my wife thought was boring, but I ac- I actually really really liked it was Halt and Catch Fire, and uh, she was she was really great in that. So I have a lot of respect for her as an actress. Um, I know some people were complaining about uh, like an all woman cast. I don't care. Once again, this is you know you you guys are gonna hear me say this all the time that I want the characters written good. Don't care what actor or actress is playing them. So. Um... Pretty much what supposedly happens, like Sarah Connor says that one of the main characters, like that was me at one time. So it's it's kind of like supposedly what happened was whenever they went back to the past, they obviously changed the future because that's what mm-hmm. happens. So John Connor never had to become the resistance. Right. Leader. So they're going to so, pick off like, like Terminator 2. Their mission was a success. Yeah. So like John Connor's not dead or anything, but he's just like, uh, like, I'm not going to say an average, an average Joe. And I heard uh, – it's not really a spoiler because this is completely unconfirmed um, – that he is in the very end mm-hmm. of the movie. But um, it, it's not like he comes in and saves the day or anything. It just shows a glimpse of, of John Connor. you know. So supposedly there was a T-800 that they had sent back to the past, and Sarah or somebody – no, it had to be Sarah now that I'm thinking about it. Again, I'm going off of – Oh, yeah, yeah. this is all speculation, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm sure everybody knows that this is just free, but, free thought right now. But this part kind of makes sense because Schwarzenegger is supposed to play a T-800 is that they put the T-800 in what was called standby <laughs> mode. And he just blended into society as a civilian. And – and so, you know what? And I, like yeah, and, and I like little tweaks like that. Um, I like uh, yeah. like minor minor additions to the lore. And the other thing too that I'm kind of hoping 
they go with this movie because um, some advice I got from somebody before is if you're dealing with uh, multiple movies that are, are dealing with time travel, it's best not to overthink the time travel thing because it just becomes a mess. Uh, so, you know, like right, right. And, uh, you know, Terminator, um, as much as I absolutely, this is a talk for another time, as much as I absolutely love um, those glimpses into that horrible nuclear holocaust future, um, you know, the fight is about, uh, you know, these extraordinary machines coming into present. And um, as long as they make it, you know, scary, and if they can't make it scary, at least exciting in the present, then, then go for it. But I think the tone is going to be exciting, but um, I think that there's going to be a, a sense of dread because you're, you're kind of taken back to the kind of taken back to the feeling of two, because it's kind of like a chase over, uh, over distance, kind of like um, you're constantly being pursued, like in Terminator right. two or even Logan, like they were being pursued. Mm-hmm. So the, I know the guy playing the, the bad guy, the Terminator that um, that's going to kill mm-hmm. uh, main protagonist. He played, ghost rider in agents of shield oh okay and he did pretty good like he was he was definitely the best adaptation of ghost rider for sure but he uh he was he seems like a pretty solid actor i watched a couple episodes of that i was pleased with what i saw i bet honestly i just watched it for ghost rider i didn't i'm not a big agents of shield yeah 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 me neither actually yeah you know (laughs) that could be a podcast for another time i just never never caught on with it so this was this was brought up though. If you watch the trailer, and and I was like, wow, I I never thought of that. <laughs> I'm gonna bring it up now. Is um, so in the prior uh, the costume design and prior Terminators, everybody kind of had like their own thing going on. Where like Schwarzenegger looked like a biker. You know, the the other Terminator was dressed up as a cop. Um, you know, this guy kind of looks like he shops at Gabriel <laughs> He's he, seriously, he's dressed up in like a yellow button up shirt. It just, it's not, he doesn't look intimidating with what he's wearing. You, so you know what, I though? That, like- that could be kind of cool, though, because, uh, you know, um, that's just going to go with the Terminators being extra sneaky, you know, and, and they will not stop, you know, and they will wear any ugly shirt as long as it gets them closer to their target. And you know what's really interesting about this Terminator that's pursuing them, too, is that. Just by in the in the previews, uh, you have like the the endoskeleton, and then you have like the liquid. I know, and I kind of like that mix. <laughs> oh. I, yeah, I was like looking. I'm like, I, I, that's really that's really awesome. Like, I'm I'm honestly surprised they never thought of that prior to this movie, which is which actually is really lucky on their part that they were able to come up with something original. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it, that's really interesting yeah. how. He, separate like that and it becomes like two you know what, Bill, that's a, that's a good point that i actually didn't think about you, you know we're having so much self-discovery talking right now um, no it's uh is is uh, <laughs> there's uh there's there's um you know there's a there's a lot of hype right there is you know that's kind of the thing with terminator what are you going to do who's going to be the next big terminator you know what's the next idea what's the next deadly machine what's the next threat so um it's going to be interesting to to see how they play with that really all that you need to be for the terminator to be successful is you need good writing because i'll be honest like schwarzenegger isn't a bad actor like yeah he's definitely called back to the original 90s like little bit of cheese in it like like action stars but he also plays roles well like he still is a good actor and if you give him 
direction. I feel like Schwarzenegger is probably somebody who needs a lot of direction, but if you give him direction and you give him something he can actually work with, he's going to pull it off. And I mean, the rest of the cast is not bad. So if they can, if they can have good writing, I feel like they can pull this off. I feel like this can pull the Terminator out of the gut. I, I hope so. I hope so for my health that they can pull because yeah, I just had my heart broken in the past. Um, that, uh, what Jay Courtney playing Kyle Reese, they should have left Kyle Reese alone because uh, Michael Bank killed it in the first. Uh, but no, that's a that's a good point. Um, Arnold Arnold's and he he does what he's supposed to. He's an action star. Um, the machines too, you know. Minus Terminator Two, where he had tons of dialogue. Uh, in Terminator One, he didn't talk very much, and I kind of I I actually prefer the first film to the second. Um, I like that kind of uh, silent killer that's just just uh he's very methodical he's he's programmed to kill he i don't need somebody that's gonna going to uh be you know selling me some part i just want i just want them to be menacing as a as a machine yeah i i totally get where i i see both sides me too me too so i'm not you know i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be uh harsh either way i i am definitely going to be open with this film but I, I just please, please, please don't break my heart again because uh, Genesis, Bill. I know, I know it's I been a couple of years. I know it's been a couple of years since Genesis came out, but it still hurts. All right. Like Genesis, Genesis had some bad casting. Like the guy that they cast as John Connor, I was like, why? There's. It's not like he's a bad actor. I, I don't want to say that, but like he doesn't look the part. Why would you cast that guy? Like it took me out there, of it. There was a lot of stuff that took you, me out of it, and it's like you just one, one thing. I'll, I'll just I'll just add a very quick story though. But I actually went to an, a legit early early screening for that movie, so I was so pumped because previews made it look great. That's why I don't always trust trailers anymore, man. Uh, but anyway. Um, after the film was done, you know, I'm such a Terminator fan. I was trying to justify it <laughs> the best I could. And um, I turned to my wife and I said, you know what? I, I do have to say that um, they really, really did a good job at the beginning of that movie. Like the, the beginning felt really good. And she pointed out to me and this forever broke the film. She goes, yeah, because all they did was retell the, the first movie. I was like, you were so right because, of course, the only part of that movie I liked was because it had some semblance to, my, to one of my favorite movies. You know what? It, was, it really was. Whenever I talk about or I see people talking about the movie, like if you if you look at pre-screening um, um, discussions about it in the plot and stuff, they had something there and they actually could have made Genesis good. But they completely derailed it whenever they made like John Connor like uh, a and Terminator. It was PG thirteen, I believe. We were bringing up ratings uh, the last few podcasts. I believe it was PG thirteen, which I have no idea what the new Terminator is. I don't even know. If yeah, new Terminator is not rated yet, but Genesis I think was a PG thirteen movie. They should be rated R. That's oh, it has garbage. to. I mean, he ripped he ripped somebody's heart out first scene in the first movie. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that was yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's 2019, man. We, you gotta step it up. I know, and this is gonna be the last portrayal of of uh, most likely. Yeah, and and uh, age is a factor, so I think it's a it's a <laughs> it's a legit white flag for Arnold Schwarzenegger. So yeah, I think that's probably it. So hopefully, hopefully they don't disappoint us. I I am. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. 
I've seen a few things that I like and I've seen, you know, I don't think that the lady who plays Sarah Connor would have signed on to play it if it was garbage because she has actually denied uh, roles in Terminators in the past. I don't know if you're aware I, of that. I am and I actually, <laughs> this is something I read and uh, you can confirm this, I'm sure, with a quick Google search. Um, she got hurt pretty bad during Terminator 2 um, during the elevator scene where uh, the T-1000s ripping through the ceiling trying to stab them. Um, Arnold's yeah. uh, uh, blank from the shotgun went off way too close to her ear and she lost, I, I think she's almost deaf in her ear. Yeah, wow. so, uh, yeah, and I mean, I'm sure she made bank off that movie, too, so I'd probably sit pretty for a while. But, yeah, she's kind of been inactive for a few years, so, um, yeah, for her to pick it up, uh, total fan service, and I'm all for it. All right, guys, so you heard it here at the Critical Review. We're going to be covering uh, what's, what's, up ne- what's up next on the agenda. We got a Capcom conversation coming. Probably, tomorrow. yeah, we could go so, on about the Terminator. Um, I mean, hey, if anybody wants to give us a suggestion of what to talk about, too, yeah, I mean, you could you could send us there's a there's voice message options there, so don't you know, don't be shy, don't uh, don't feel like you can't give us some suggestions or let us know what you want, yeah, to hear. all for constructive criticism. <laughs> so, if you guys, if you guys like what you hear, if you don't like what you hear, then then just <laughs> so. You heard it here, the critical review. I'm here with Matt. Mike will be back on the next one. Um, You guys just stay tuned for more uh, comic book, movie, and video game discussions and news coming up. Uh, Pretty much never have anything, uh, never going to run out of anything to talk about. Uh, Especially if we're going to talk about Terminator. I'll be good for, I'll be good for years. (laughs) I I know. Just such a long, long genre. So much to talk about. So, all right, guys, you heard it here. Tune back for more, and we'll catch you guys next time.